This week on our SBNB Update, Housing of Parliament delivers more than meets the eye with real-world lore connections and new Moonstone jewelry. Rewards aside, Housing of Parliament scratches the itch for a traditional RuneScape quest. Also this week, Necromancy Ritual changes and Jagex is sold. This is RSPNB Update, episode 973, recorded Thursday, February 15th, 2024. It's a hoot. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of RSBNB Update this week. Middle of February, Valentine's Day has just passed. We're not recording on Valentine's Day, so I'm not inconveniencing anybody uh, for that. But uh, Tannis, you're here for Quest Week. Welcome as you are each and every week. Thank you, Shane. Have, have you have fun with some of our blue, furry, um, not, no, not furry, feathery creatures? <laughs> I don't, I mean, you didn't tell me what you did for Valentine's Day, but... Um... Sounds like you had more a more interesting time than I did. No, no, no. I I was I was updating uh, on Valentine's Day. I was updating PHP code from 2005, and um, Zerdones is is probably having a, a, a conniption right now when he hears that. Right? Talk, talk talk dirty to me, Shane. <laughs> uh, I'll show you some for loops uh, later of what of what was in oh there. Boy. Of, of what was in there oh before. Boy. But uh, Zerdones is also here for Quest Week, of course. Hi there, glad to be back. Uh, Zerdones, resident clan quester and uh, lore aficionado here at Update. And also joining us uh, to talk about the owls, who uh, who's going to have a hoot of the time, as you said, Avernick. You said it was going to be a hoot <laughs> of a time this week. I, I, I appreciated that. Nice. I, I wish I could come with more owl puns, but I feel like they all go downhill from there. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Avernick, of course, longtime quester, RuneScape player, um, probably most known for uh, getting the arc uh, in, into pull uh, when that when that was uh, brought into game way back in. Uh, was that 2017 or 2016? I think the pull was 2015, but yeah, it came out 2016. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. You pleased with how they did that? Uh. Yeah, I think that it sits in a decent spot. Um, do I wish we spent more time there putting infinite content into the area? Yes, but and know. that we got you know some of the other island chains, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Eventually, but, like, but ED one's great too, and so. But of know. course, Shane just wants to colonize them and put everyone to work and, and the <laughs> no, good back remember, to his factories. Remember for the uh, the Gielinor's twentieth birthday, one of the mini quests, they had this new environment that looked very much Eastern Lands mm-hmm. yep. uh, themed. Yeah. Yeah, so I remember that's that. kind of what I'm leading yep. into there with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're here mm-hmm. to talk about housing of Parliament, of course. And uh, before we get too far down the track, uh, I just want to thank our experienced dear Patreon members for allowing us to do here what we do each and every week. It is without these guys that RSBB update would become impossible. So this week I'd like to thank Amos Reed, Andrew C, Drama Free, Jason S, Jesse W, Keski, Ricky A, Ripith, Runestar, and the Naked Captain. Big, huge thank you to those people. More about our Patreon offerings a little bit later in the podcast. Alrighty. Full show notes, update.show. Discord is at update.show slash Discord, and the French chat is at BitsBytes. Uh, do we have a quorum here to enter Parliament and commence debate on the quest? I 
This is where uh, I wish I knew parliamentary motion. procedure. Yeah, I don't know what I was actually supposed to say, but... <laughs> that works. Sustained. <laughs> no, make it uh, so. Like, honestly, the quorum for update is probably two people, I'd say. <laughs> to make, yeah. make decisions about something. We'll do it. When it comes to the show, but... Housing of Parliament, a uh, new short uh, quest courtesy of Maud Luma, uh, who is feature lead on this, started initially as a Game Jam project. And, you know, we, we dive into this quest, and there's really not uh, too much to say on this quest, is there, in terms of uh, where it lands in the in the grand scheme of the um, storyline? Or maybe there is. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens with this as we go through <laughs> Uh, the storyline, but it requires 54 necromancy, which isn't too bad, I don't think. No, that's pretty easy. Yeah, you get that yeah. in, a, in a day if you're uh, just starting off. So, this quest, I think, is best summarized as a small, fun little fetch quest where you go and you clean up an owl's house, and then you bring them some food and figure out what kind of food they like to eat, and garnish it with broken glass. <laughs> Well, we'll be with sand. I hope I picked out the glass. If I didn't, I should have told my character to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I probably did. should have. I think we did. I think we did. Um, <laughs> so this this quest when we when we got here, uh, I mean, I feel like the benchmark of what we would say, you know, is a quest versus is a mini quest has gotten blurred over the years. I feel like we can definitely put this one in the quest category. Do you guys agree with that? I would agree with that. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's a very kind of traditional quest. Like it, it's a quest in kind of like the 2006 tradition, I think. Oh, that's interesting. A long, long time ago. Yeah. Like, cause like it's, it's not very long. It's not very lore deep, but it's cute. It's funny. It's got personality. You do a little bit of skilling. You do a little bit of wandering around the world, talking to people. You do a little bit of go get random items. That was like the most that. 2006 thing to me was the go get random items. Yes, that's true. Go, um, go get random items that you have never been used. Items. You go to like Mauritania and find a specific snail. Or yep. things like that would be a more like recent thing. Worm. Or, well, or that, and if this was then a prerequisite for just random ass quest going forward, that would make much sense. No I don't think. Unless the owl yeah. is needed for something, right? I, well, no, it wouldn't make sense because if we're talking 2006 quest, right? Oh, you're, uh, going, you, you, you're referring you, to like mod, used to work. You're referring to like <laughs> yeah. Mod Stew's thing from last week. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Fair no, enough. I think that it's it's no, it, it won't be required going forward. It will be it, 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 it's thoroughly itself and quaint and a yeah. nice little almost like a John bottle. Um, one of those things in a bottle. I agree. Yeah, very much. <laughs> I mean, it starts. Yeah, Asian and, and, and that's actually an interesting thing. Be, Can we call this a bottle quest? Because 100%. The, like the environment was all yeah. there, and obviously the moonstone is new. Um, the point that it hit me as bottle quest was when they t- asked you to get like what was it, the, the hourglass sand, and you get right. that and you put it in the trough, and the trough is fully white. I'm like that's why they asked you to get you the sand because they had a white model to put in this trough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, and you know it's an, an interesting thing, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be that person and say, um, that 
I got the list of items beforehand, and I acquired them beforehand. I might have even used the Grand Exchange on this. Um, you do have to go and talk to the, the person at the pet shop in yep. order to find out what the owls eat. You can't just, you know, immediately complete the quest when you're, when you're right here. Mm-hmm. I, Which, I like that. Right. And y- you remember from back in the day what the hallmarks of quests were. It was that world hopping thing where you would go, you yep. know, practically everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like one, one small favor took it to the extreme, made it a joke. Mm. But yeah, lots of quests were like that. Yeah, and, and you know, I was act, that's actually funny you mentioned one small favor because based on how this was mentioned here about the food, this would have been the perfect starting point for one small favor too, if such a thing were to exist. Mm-hmm. One weird food thing that just spiraled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, you know, that's not the that's not that's not the scope of a game jam project. So. So we can see we can see it from that uh, perspective there. So I, I, th- I thought that was neat, and the 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 thing that stood out to me more in in this quest than anything else, and it's kind of like a I guess a general um related thing. Mm-hmm. I was walking through this place, and I just felt like there's so much promise here. Why did we why did we not go back after, you know, the necromancy stuff finished? Did we really blow through, you know, to like level 95 necromancy and doing alpha versus omega quicker than everybody else that we were done with it <laughs> by October and there was we... no point to be in um or should there have been more content in um post necromancy? Is kind of what I'm getting at with this. And that's well, what one thing this quest made me think of. Well, hero pass happened. How could we yeah. Not have been all around the that. important thing. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I understand. I think that it was a conflict between what we were getting before necromancy and the necromancy was already a big behemoth in the in the development cycle, like year beforehand or so. Right. That kind of like came in and what was happening before wasn't totally aligning with what was happening when necromancy came. Like the Zemmer Eagle fort stuff. Yeah. Obviously. Right. And so they wanted to like finish what they were doing before necromancy made its, made its mark. And then uh, m- maybe coming up, like there's more. Right. And that's plans. the thing is we don't know. Up, like, we don't know what's don't on the know. way. The next storyline could center around if, some if, of the residents of um, for all we know. If anything, yeah. I would be merging, I think, but, um, Right, hence the whole Zemregal and Vorkap business. Right, but maybe just like didn't totally align. Um, yeah, but this is definitely why when I saw that City of Um quest series category, is like what we got on Monday was definitely exactly what I thought would be something that would add maybe many more of that. Maybe yeah, ho- hopefully more. Exactly, and 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 that's the reason I Flush mentioned that is because I want more of that sort of content in game around Um and around necromancy. Well, because I think it, um I feel like a, our story's not done yet. Well, um specifically, I think is really good for telling those kinds of stories because the na- the whole narrative conceit around um is a it's a city made up of individuals, so we have a lot of opportunity to it just focus in on a character. Yeah. yeah, we can we can go to any kind of character and talk to them and and see their story. But then b it's also very narratively about 
characters coming and going. So it doesn't feel weird to suddenly say, oh, hey, there, there's a new person here in Um, and we're going to go and talk to them and learn all their, it, all their life their story. stories. Yeah, right. it's about dealing with whatever their story is. So it's not like we're imposing. Right. And yeah. And, and, and you know, I think that's an interesting thing, especially when you put it in the context of this quest. Because isn't that what players have been asking for for years? Is more individual, I'd say players, I mean quest players. We've wanted these sorts of things where we could, you know, really dive into the lore of a specific RS character. And, you know, whether that be through something like a mini quest like they did with the fort or, you know, a series of quests like they did with the fort or, you know, even something here like this bottle quest. I think you start summing that up and you start painting a picture of a way of delivering, you know, just that, that lore cherry on top, as I like to say. And I think that kind of did this well, even though it's, even though it's owls, right? (laughs) Even though it's owls. Well, owls are nice. Yeah. Owls are cute. Yeah. I mean, uh, in real life, they're very much not, but... You know. No, they're vicious. Don't stick your fingers near they're an horrible. owl beak. Yeah. They're, they're awful creatures in real life, but mm-hmm. in fiction, they're cute. Yeah. Um, and, and that kind of goes with what we were talking about with this. Um, we were trying to, you know, point the finger. You know, where does the owl reference come to in Um? And, you know, why is the skill pet there? And then why this quest? And I, I think... I think it was a combination of both you, Avernick, and Zerdones who came up with some ancient mythology on this. I mean, yeah, I mean, my mine was a, a quick Google, and I was like, oh, yes, owls are important in Native American culture to uh, t- to death, um, symbolize death. And, yeah, if you uh, dream of one, right? Right, yes. Yeah. And when you extract that out to um, that kind of paints that picture. And, you know, that also fits in the MO of Maud Rowley, who was largely in charge around the story uh, surrounding necromancy. So, you- yeah, it feels like he, he, he constantly draws from, from like real life stuff. I mean, Rob, Rob Riley was pretty much lead lore guy on archaeology and look, look, they, they really injected a lot of like uh, Greek stuff and hysterionism right. yeah. and, and, and all that. Yeah. Um, and then they try to like get not to like, to the point where like, Everything that is Cerdominus stuff is Greek. It just has a direct analogous thing to a Greek thing. There's it's aspects like, it's, of it that kind of pull it's yeah. inspiration, or like um, I think it has a it? feeling of being Greek inspired. Yes, so it's something to draw on, something that makes it feel familiar. Like you, you see something, yep. you're like, and you as a player can see like that looks Greek in this game. That means Cerdominus. Like you can kind of put like puzzle yep. together. Um, and it all makes sense because those are aesthetics we kind of identify, like, recognize. Yeah, that kind of visual identity is very useful. Um, so I think that, identity, I should say. So, so, I, so, putting those kinds of real life things in there, like you can like draw on them and like slowly put together a picture in the way that this game is put together. Those real life elements is its own, and then and then hopefully out of that. Like original stuff branches off, like this quest. Like the, I'm sure, like the owl stuff for the skill was like, got to figure out a skill pet, right? And and sort of that. But then like, okay, now we have an owl, and it's associated with necromancy. How do we build that out? So like, it's going to branch and out. Then, to its and own then, and then, why do we have the owl in game, right? That sort of yeah. Thing. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, are are we thinking of any other you know mythological uh, connections here that could be with the owl and 
its presence in Am at this point? Yeah, there's uh, there's one other from ancient Greek mythology, and uh, this ties into the the Greek story of Persephone, which. For those who don't know, the, the short version is Hades, God of the Underworld, uh, got really lonely one night, decided he needed a girlfriend. So he came up and he kidnapped Persephone, who was the daughter of the goddess uh, Demeter or Demeter. I'm not sure how you're supposed to pronounce it. Uh, but she got really upset and she got really sad because her daughter was gone. And long story short, that's why we have winter. So the story goes. Uh, but there's a minor character in this myth. Uh, Right, exactly. Well, that wasn't a thing for the for the ancient Greek gods. When, I like that God, better than, than, that than so planetary axis and, and rotation, mind you. It's really got more romance to it. Well, I say romance. <laughs> okay. Um, but there, there's a minor character in, in this story uh, called Escalaphus, who is the person who discovered what happened to Persephone and told... Uh, Demeter what had happened and she was so angry she turned him into an owl because when you're a god you can do that nice there's a couple of variations of the, of how exactly that happened but he always ends up get, getting turned into an owl and uh, being a sad omen to mankind hence the, is, the messenger that, of grief that makes total sense because that's what the pet's name is that's name is Omen. Yep, I've totally and, forgot uh, about that until you mentioned that there right now. And the uh, the post quest content for this has you searching um for fourteen owls. One of them is named Aska, and one of them is named Lafus. And the connection there. I'm sorry. Put them together, Escalifus. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we're on the, we're on the right path then, connecting this to to to. You know, I, some form of I mythology. Like, I think so. There's, there's definitely yeah. connections here. You know, I, I had, I didn't do the, I didn't do the owl hunting. Sorry, not owl hunting. Owl spotting. Let's just say, <laughs> um, post quest yet. Owl We're hunting would be an entirely different thing, of course. And, uh, illegal, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can hunt that chain. Does, does um have hunting laws? I don't know about that. I don't know. True. <laughs> Someone, if you're an um, maybe you already have been hunted. Wow. Oh boy. So the thing that 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 I'm seeing now, and, and this is always good doing this in on the podcast here like this, and we don't do too much pre-show. We just you know kind of gather the general points. We knew we were going to talk about mythology. We knew we were going to talk about what happened in the quest and the rewards. But I like this quest a lot more now because I was doing this quest and it goes back to that same feeling where I wish that um could be so much more after necromancy and I and I realize, you know, our content strategy discussion we had about uh necromancy fitting in between uh the two chapters of four and three, four four and three there, and now this, and it's like, okay, so it, it felt kind of empty. But at the same time, this quest a game jam project delivered to us now making these references like this. Huh? Okay. That makes me feel a lot better about the quest, by the way, because I, I need to be a hundred percent real with you guys. The quest was perfect in terms of execution and how it was delivered. 
I just didn't know exactly what its ultimate end goal was. You know, is it to just be a fun little fetch quest or am I supposed to, should I take more from this? And I'm glad that I'm actually able to take more of this right now. So, so I'm pleased. I'm pleased. I think one of my favorite parts of the quest was, um, in terms of what it contributes to, to um and all that, is that afterwards, like, there's so many, not just the owls you spot, there's so many more yes. owls in the city. And that was something I also really liked with Fort Forenthry, is, like, you, you build up the, the, the fort, and, like, they have guards, and now they're out, and then you do dead and buried, and now they're outfitted with crossbows, because you have the fletching person. And I feel like, like, building out, like, a city or your fort or whatever in these quests, like, having these additions, like, feels like you're contributing. Like, yeah, it it feels like you're having an impact. Yeah, you're right. in a small way. Your actions matter and, to the and, world. And you know, so I example, really like that when I was going around. Yeah, and an example of that, like there's still you know uh, conspicuous looking uh, theming stalls there that are probably going to be put to use at one mm-hmm. at one point or another in the future. So plenty of things still you know kind of left to uh, expand outwards on that. Yeah, that's, I, that's I think neat. I think um was very consciously designed with there's room to add more stuff later, even if we don't specifically have plans for yeah, what to do. I forget who and was I think saying that's, it. I think that's good. Yeah, that's I a don't, good thing. Yeah. I don't know if we said it on the show or if it was something that somebody told me, you know, when Necromancy came out, why put it in such a big city? Well now you have now you have your answer to that. Yeah. And I think even more importantly, like it's it's so big. And there's room for like these. I'm, I'm not gonna say like it was like very small, but, like these like 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 small like small updates. Like they don't have to be like a mm-hmm. medium size like POF sort of update. They could put add a, to the city. You could add a person in a building and have give them a story and something, and and like that contributes to yeah, um. Like, absolutely. Yeah. There's enough the, footprint already going on. There's enough room people. in um for even a, a second skill. Oh boy, <laughs> sailing. <laughs> That doesn't have no. to just be um, Oh god, that's that's thinking small. Yeah, that's, that's got to be. Well, Although we do, you're right. We already have sailing. We never need to talk about it again. Uh, I just had to throw that out there, but um, overall, do you guys feel better about the quest now than when you were doing it, or did you feel good about it from the very beginning? I felt good about it from the beginning. Yeah, I, I liked fine. it for what it was. I was probably on your train where uh, uh, Shane, where um, while I was doing, it, I was like, this is fine. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah. this really, this really fleshes out what's right. going on. And uh, Tannis, uh, I'm going to say something, and then, uh, but I want to hear what you have to say on this first. I thought it was. I thought it was fine. Like I, I didn't really change in my my opinion in any way. You know, I thought it was just stuff. It's just a, it, it's it's a little quest, right? Like a little game jam quest. Um, the only the only thing with me was like through talking and figuring out that it, there was a mythological connection. That was cool because the whole time I was wanting to see like a crow. Or a raven, right? Like because that. that's what we, you know, in Western culture, yep. typically associate as with death. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but that's really, I mean, that's that's the only thing I can say. Everything else was like totally just runescapey. 
Yeah. You know, and I remember I remember seeing snails. I'm like, huh, I'll be going to Fort Meyer. I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know, yeah. just little little things like and, that. And so, the worms I mean, from the gnome ball court. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the yep. uh, the other uh, beetle or whatever it was from the pet shop. So, yeah. uh, I'm going to get the landmine defusal kit out now. Hmm? Okay. Um, Brace yourselves. One of the things that people uh, were associating this quest with, in, in some people at least, not necessarily everybody, but some people were associating this quest with uh, prior to launch was that, wow, Jagex is giving us a game jam quest. For our February key content drive? Oh, no. Really? That's all they can do? A short Game Jam quest? That's the February content drop? You didn't prep us for this in pre-show. And, well, there's a reason why I didn't. I wanted to get you guys, you know, legit immediate reactions to it. Um, So, there's that. And, you know, the, the January graphical updates and the March combat update. And people are saying, where's the content in the game? But at the same time, yeah, this quest might have took, you know, only 20 minutes to do with a guide in five minutes, or sorry, without a guide in five minutes, if you had a guide. At the same time, if you really read into it, and you really look at what's happening around the city of Um with this quest, you see why it's able to actually be called a content drop. Because, dare I say it, maybe some, maybe this quest has more meat to it than some of the Fort 4 and 3 ones did. Uh, that might be a stretch. That's a but... stretch. Come but, on. I, I mean, you're trying to provoke us. Well, here's the thing, dude. I mean, at the end of the day, you guys do quests because you like quests. I got there's what's in it. I look at like what's in it for me, and there a lot of people look at it that way. The majority of people, probably upwards of seventy five percent. And when you're looking at four four and three, there was a lot. There was a lot in it for me. This there was not really anything in it for me. Yeah, other than I knew I had to do it. (laughs) Fair enough. Should we just go on to the rewards then? Since we're talking about other stuff, you can pull out of this quest. Oh, you didn't want to. You you didn't want to talk around that light mic just dropped. I mean, drop mic and off stage. That, 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 that stage was a very, like, well, that, well, the reason I did that was because the reason I did that was because I know you guys are not in that camp, but I know a lot of other players are. I've a hundred percent seen the uh, distress you're alluding to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. Uh, I have a lot to say about this if you really want to go into yeah, it. Yeah, let's, because Do it. <laughs> because what I see is I see, you know, it, it's like we said last week, and just a brief summary for you, Avernix, since you weren't here for that, is mm-hmm. that for people who have maxed, have 120 all, have comp, trim, you know, the whole shebang like that, they have nothing left to do in-game. But for folks who are, you know, maxing, people who are still mid-level, there's a whole game out there for you to still explore, which are undoubtedly the biggest chunk of people in the game who are, who are not that end game group. And that's, you know, where that sentiment comes from is that that end game sent the end gamer sentiment has become very loud that I think a lot of people are immediately thinking that, that, you know, there's just not much out there. 
And that's why I said, well, you know, you might be thinking that coming into this quest, but after you do this quest and if you look around, it's as much of a content drop as anything else. Sure. Sure. I do think some of the criticism would be around like, oh, it's just two game gem updates and some QOL thrown together. Mm-hmm. Um, which it is, but like the only time that game gem updates are going to get the QA time and all that is going to be when that there's a, a lull, right, in in content coming out. Um, and, and so that's why this came out. And and absolutely, like mods that J mods that make content in game jam to to come out, like that that's their hope is that like there's a lull where we can yeah. we can slide in what we get and and you know their patch and stuff gets to come out and. I think that like like Mod Luma like really gets RuneScape quests like like Twilight of Gods has like some really great gameplay sections and she's done stuff like uh like Aftermath and Battle for N3 which is like kind of like filling those those story gaps and and things like that so like I think this is good content. Oh um, yeah, hundred percent agree. Could definitely draw the criticism yeah. like well it's game jam content like so right. is that like a flag against well, it? And and I think a lot of people are doing that and they're saying you know why are you giving us this bottle quest as a headline piece of content? Mm-hmm. I, well, I mean, look, yeah, okay, good yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, like, look, at, at, at a certain level, you you can't like don't don't piss down my leg and tell me it's raining either, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so we can't pretend like, oh, everything's fine. They're producing lots of great content. We don't we know. A, we don't. We know. have a road, but no. But hold on, <laughs> to me. The the story isn't that this is what we're getting. The story is why are we getting this? Oh, well, that's a really interesting question. We're and that started that started last fall. Yeah, and that's why we're here. I think we're in a very reactionary um, development state. Maybe like things are actually developing for long term at this point. Like, but maybe like two three months ago, we were very reactionary to like. Yeah, like Hero Pass didn't hit, obviously didn't hit, Forecast didn't hit, things like that. So, like, they're reacting to putting out maybe game jam projects because, like, players always say, why aren't you putting out the stuff JMods are working on and not right. the stuff you ordain is correct? Um, we're getting um, stuff like the Christmas event where, like, mods were taking off what they were currently working on. Like, we had, like, Mod Ramen working on the Christmas event who was in August saying I'm working on the the, be- the the most intimidating thing of my career or the craziest thing or whatever. And then they got pulled off that for a month or so to put on the Christmas event after the Halloween event was so uh, lambasted. Mm-hmm. So like we're having like, like, like jut- uh, jitters and stalls and like the content development to like react to play. It makes sense why um, they put, why they would have put ramen on the Christmas event because violet is blue is one of the most revered. Yeah. You want to get someone like, which has, good Which community sentiment and like like and understands what they're putting out and, and things like that have in the past like resonated well so that makes sense but like we're seeing the reaction like the the, the follow-on now is like yeah now there's going to be some gaps in content because they pulled the devs to like make the christmas event or they're like maybe some of the this one i don't even know is like some of the reaction to some of the fort content was like this could have been one update after three updates yeah. or whatever so maybe they're pushing <laughs> back some content and like maybe instead of releasing uh, a quest and a boss they're going to release the quest and a boss together um which does mean it comes out in the second month it would have the second content would have come out not the first month right because like it's not going to be ready earlier it's going to be ready later so like we're seeing gaps 
and yeah, and, and they're giant, filling it with game yeah. gym stuff. Right. And that's and, fine. That's what we're asking for, right? Yeah. Technically. And and see, this is the thing, is that we we and and I don't know if this came came across on the podcast the past few weeks when we talked about it. It might have sounded like we were doomsaying or something on the podcast a week and a bit ago, but I don't think that was our goal. I think our goal was to try and paint a realistic picture of what was happening there. And this week we're seeing what, you know, the the follow through on that feels like when we get content that was, you know, able to be produced and brought forward in that time period we are in. Mm-hmm. And That's one thing we were talking about on the pre-show was like, we are all like appreciating archaeology and like that had like the, the showman's finish on it, whatever. That was a delayed skill. Like, yep. Yeah. That, that was delayed. Was it two months? I think, or, or three months, three. December or January to three. March. It was to March. Yeah. Um, so like, the response to we don't think that the content is up to par or whatever is to push things further back, which means we're going to hear about it later, we're going to get it later, and they're going to try to fill in the gaps with what they got. That's a very is- logical. That's a very logical sense, Avernick. Yeah, I I I, I do wish the that 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 the majority that the majority of the people who you know are saying we have some sort of issue could see it that way. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like like Avernick is absolutely right that I think we're seeing the devs in a reactionary phase, but I think we're also seeing the community in kind of a reactionary phase. Yep. Because mm-hmm. I like I said this last week on the show, the pl- the players and especially the end game players are looking for a reason to be excited, and this update isn't very exciting. And I am a question. Okay. This update made me excited. Like don't 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 get me wrong. I I li- I liked this update. I liked the quest. I liked the rewards. I liked the changes that got made. Is it a is it the tentpole update I wanted to hear after the after everything that's happened in the last couple of months? Maybe I would have liked it to be a little bigger. M- maybe it's not it's not as exciting as Maybe it could be. It's not pointing to the future. It's it's it is itself. It is solidly right. itself. Um, yep. Which I don't think is how a large amount of the community is judging content right now. I right. Think they're judging it by what does this no, mean yes. for like the summer update or whatever. right. And and it's also doesn't help that you have this alternate reality over there called old school RuneScape that's able to you know put out a roadmap two times yep. a year and they stick to it. Because they've decided that they're going to do a, a year or, or dare I call it a season of Varlamore, and they're like, we can confidently say we're going to make Varlamore part one, part two, eventually part three or whatever. So like, like they're they're kind of at a different stage where they're like about to release part one of a thing. Where I think we're gearing up to part one of a thing. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, I think putting it. I, I was reflecting on this, like. One one thing that sort of stuck in my head, I was, I was reflecting on my impression of the, the update as a whole. And I remember thinking back to something Mod Jack said a couple of years ago now about how the way players think about quests has shifted. And in his estimation at that time, players aren't pl- players don't want quests like um what, what's a what's a good example of like I think a, he, witch's house? 
Oh, okay. Witch's House, for example. Okay. Just a very small quest, not a lot to it. Or, I mean, even something like this, where it's just, it's a small quest. It's just kind of cute. It has some mid-level rewards. There's not a lot to it. His estimation is players want quests that are big event mm-hmm. and pull updates. Things like uh, As an Address Quest, City of Sintistan, mm-hmm. uh, Battle of Furin 3. And I think he's right. And I think that's part of why the community in general is so down on this week's update. I think part of that is how the update frequency has changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, again, again I, I don't want this to come off like I don't like the content we got this week. I do. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. But it would feel more exciting if I knew that next week we were getting something similar. Sure. I think almost it's... it's, it's which, two, which is something like RuneScape 3 can't do, realistically. Right. Two things that that made me think of was, one, the way you described quests was like, okay, that's probably why a lot of the Furin 3 quests didn't hit, is because yep. they're not just using yep. quests as events anymore. Again, like, it, probably well, before the Sixth Age, it's more like we're using quests as, like, small things, but now... In the sixth age, there are big things, and back to the front three, there sometimes they're small, sometimes right. they're bigger. But remember yeah, um, when we were in that six age period with you know, like the likes of everything Ever, had to, as an object quest and extinction and city of Santista and all that. Yeah, yep. we got complaints that there were only you know f- four or five quests in a year. Sure, yeah, last year we got 16. Uh, you can debate which ones count. Uh, but the other thing that your, your uh description made me think of was that, um. I feel like we we're still saying we're getting monthly updates and that was like the cadence that we I guess kind of agreed upon between company and, and player. Yeah. But it feels especially like last year, maybe even the year before, like we've gotten to more like two updates a quarter. So like there's always like an off month. Right. It's like two two and out of three months there's bigger updates and then and one I think is this smaller. Is, and I think that's yeah. exacerbated by Mod Keeper's letter. Where he said mm-hmm. that they're still committed to monthly content drops. Right. There's always like a down yeah. month that we get into this cycle yep. again, where it's like, what's next? Right. Uh, As in people expect that tentpole content every month, but I don't think you can do that. You're right. They don't do yeah. 12 a year, I don't think. I no. think it's closer to like eight. Yeah. Yeah. I would support that. And again, that comes down to managing players' expectations. Mm -hmm. And this is so weird because none of us anticipated we were going here. And this is because (laughs) of my, like, this is because of my landmine diffusal kit (laughs) that led us here. But that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, it's good stuff to talk about, especially because, like, last week you guys might have been talking about it in more like a a theoretical. We got the newsletter. Oh, it was very theoretical last week. But now we've gotten the update of February. This is it. Um, what does that mean? I think yeah. not only are we in a down, like the down month was January with the graphical update, which we're also game jam. Um, but I think we're in like a down quarter, uh, just maybe more, yes. more, more reactionary than so. Um, so we'll, we'll see what comes after March. The thing that we and summary for you, Avernick and people who weren't, who didn't listen to last week's was that the conclusion we came to is that Jagex is not ready to share what's beyond March or it doesn't exist yet. And they're not confident that it will pan out. 
I think it's in prog. I, I'm I'm gonna believe it, 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 stuff's in progress. Uh, oh, it has to be right. I mean, oh, you yeah. don't you don't right. have a you know it's sure you put it. but you put it out yeah. there. It doesn't exist yet, but maybe not to the point where you can say something. But I also think that I would wish that I could know that magical marketing formula when what is the right time to announce things because then we can well. put that out there and say expect it whatever three weeks before whatever the number is um i'm well, sure there's studies yeah. and sciences on it <laughs> well that's always kind of been jagex's problem over the last decade or so is announcing things too early or too late <laughs> there's crazy scenarios where like we knew necromancy vaguely was coming well specifically eight was before coming eight months before vaguely yeah. more than a year but then you have things like azanadra's quest which they revealed the week before yeah. um it's a weird range right and i think you get away yeah. with that with azanadra's quest because it was a it was you know a lore person's quest it was, yeah. It was, but like they, they, they were also announcing that week, like, oh, we're starting the Elder God Wars series, and or, or like, like in in earnest, post desperate measures and anachronia stuff, right? And like, and and we haven't had a big quest like that, a big quest event since Twilight of the Gods. Yeah, I think Twilight of the Gods is definitely the biggest. Yes. I think Succession's up there. But like Twilight Gods for sure supersedes it, because um, that's kind of setting Twilight Gods is setting more the the, the state of the game for maybe the next possibly right, the next fair. ten years if you go. Yeah, to, and Succession like, was that age. you know that that brief or period age, where Succession's was... more like maybe the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 but, see that yeah. I think the way we bring this then back to housing a parliament is that. The this is this is showing you know what that content is going to look like in that in that slow off period, mm-hmm. and I I don't think it's then fair for people to be shouting from the rooftops that there's some immediate pr- problem because it's clear no. from this update that Jagex is still very capable of delivering content and a quest and you know even rewards surrounding the quest that enrich an area and multiple playstyles with it. And mm-hmm. that is the that is the hallmark of a good quest. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen it a couple places where people are like, "Good quest, probably a bad time for it." But unfortunately, this is the time when when stuff would get like like QA yeah. work is when there's a lull. But like this is like slime quest of like it's mm-hmm. it's decent, it's good. This is better but, like, than the slime quest. Oh, it, okay. it's I'm much, sure. I'll, much, I'll, much, I'll, much. <laughs> Oh god! I didn't know we were slime quest haters here. Uh, <laughs> no, no, we don't hate any quest. Um, we don't like, hate any but quest. Like, but like, it's it's a small, quaint quest that would do perfectly fine on its own if there was a quest the month before and a quest the month after. But because it's on its own, it's getting judged differently. Yeah, um, that's a good way you, of putting it. You have to you yeah. have to think about it less in context for its own. But you, I mean, the context matters for for generally how the community feels. It goes both I, ways. I agree, and and that's a, that's probably yeah. a good point uh, to move on the rewards there. And I didn't, yeah, like yeah. I said, I didn't intend yep. to go into this discussion here, but I feel like it was important to do because there's just been, you know, you know, so many you know RuneScapes in trouble, and I feel bad that we you know might have uh, contributed to that last week based on the reaction I saw. I wouldn't our... say that the last week's show was anywhere near some things are going to, but well, I well, apparently no, I. I, I apparently um, drew in um, audience members on YouTube with last week's episode who thought that. But in any uh, case, views are views. No. Yeah, 
we, we do podcast for the podcast. Um, okie dokie. Uh, one quest point. 20,000 necromancy yeah. XP at level 54 is actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's a solid reward for where it is. You remember there was that discussion as well that happened once upon a time that said, you know, um, a long time ago, quests were very wary of giving big, you know, XP drops, and they kind of moved away from that, and we saw that with the City of Um quest, and we're seeing this again here, so uh, good on Jagex for making the uh, XP reward meaningful. Feels pretty in line, like Spirit of War at level 65 is 45,000, so 54, 20,000, pretty good. Yeah, good. Yep. In line. Also, the 450th quest point. Did you guys get Ooh. anything good from your magic dice? No. <laughs> no. I, I got, uh, I think I got pajama pants. Oh, rude dragon mats. <laughs> I got a golden thread. Ooh, That's actually blah. interesting. That's a little more interesting. Yeah, because it makes the, you know, the tier 82 non-degradable ranged armor, so that's neat. Yeah, the Robin. Um, sports is sports. But we also get a new, uh, a new, uh, uh Felipe Carnelian location here yep, in the city. Philippe has, has relocated finally Ruined after all master clues. Well, well, <laughs> I, I teased this in pre-show. I, I have, I have things there. There has been theory crafting. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I too once thought as you did, Oh, this is, this is going to piss off the cluers, something awful. Uh, but no, the, uh, the cluers are a resourceful breed. Uh, and I went onto the Clue Chasers Discord and I was clicking around to see uh, what they were saying. And apparently the strat now is uh, reset Gower Quest. What? Because Gower Quest does a weird thing. It's un it's unusual, unlike any other replayable quest. When you reset it, it takes back the quest point it gives you. What? <laughs> oh, so, so that's so the meta strat. The that's going to be patched. Now, you just said it's going to be patched. You've ruined it. Well, it might be patched. Um, well, we have until the next quest, at least, right? Right. Like, if it's For not sure. patched, it's going. It's not going to be a thing after the next quest. Yeah. Um, and I, I was looking at. I was looking at some of the the best in slot presets and i think it's mostly an issue for masters um i'm not i'm not sure off the top of my head when exactly philippe shows up in uh in treasure trail tiers uh but the master slot is or the master presets are pretty packed uh hard and mediums are fine i think he's in hards Hards would probably be okay, but you would have to lose an extra power burst to fit in the the bracelet. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, because that's how that's the best way to get to him now is the new bracelet, which we'll go into in the next section. Yeah, the reflecting which is teleport pool. right next to him. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, it cannot be added to Passage of the Abyss, so it is. Is a that an oversight? I wonder. I, I think it's because all of the mechanics of Passage of the Abyss are you need to add a certain number of charges of right. jewelry to it. Okay. But the the bracelet doesn't have charges. It's infinite charge. Mm-hmm. So it might be that they'll update Passage in a future update so that you can add more things to it. Or they might just leave it and say, nope, figure it out. Hard to say. I had no idea that that this was even a thing. So thank you for bringing this up. That is an amazing level of game breaking. It it is impressive theory crafting. Props to the clue chasers people. You are 
I'm I'm glad that you are contained where you can <laughs> not do any damage to the world. Does and that not screw them over for the other master clue where they have to go talk to the Gower brothers? Uh, no, because you can talk to Paul Gower in the farm. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yep. Gotcha. That's, that, might, that might be better than having to go to the Altar of Life, even. They might have already done that, like had it reset. Um, life Altar is actually okay because it's, I think Life Altar is on the quest, Kate. Oh, and if, if it's not on the quest cape, you do get the disc of returning from the quest, which can teleport you to the life altar. I think it's on the quest just, cape. If, now that you mention it, uh, let me this, just this was, pull that up. This was really the biggest implication of of the new Philippe location is is clues, obviously. Oh yeah, forget the you know ten thousand XP matters. XP you get from doing it and whatnot, right? Yeah. I thought it was fun that he said he's like friends with Frank. I was like, oh nice, Frank has friends. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was cute. <laughs> uh, no, so life alter is not on the quest cape. Quest cape teleports you to behind the scenes. Oh, okay, okay. So, so it's a, it's a couple of extra clicks through that, uh, but the disc of returning used from a bank from a bank safe zone uh, will teleport you basically directly to the Gowers. Gotcha. Interesting. All right. Well, learn <laughs> some trivia. The uh, the other way that you could deal with this uh, existing cluers, it doesn't work for them. But the other way you could do it is because the way Philippe's mechanics work are you need to claim pre-existing lamps before he'll move. So he won't actually move to um if you haven't claimed his lamp in Czar City. Well, that's a well, that's an well, that's an easy way around it if you. Could you, you do that even earlier and get a better location than Zar City? Or is Zar City already good because you need the, the Zakolzo to get to that? Yeah, Zar City is, is probably the best location because Tokolzo will take you right there. Right, and you already um, need that item. Yeah, it. this strategy won't work for most existing hardcore clue people uh, mm-hmm. because you need to claim the first the first few lamps up to Zar City lamp. You need to claim those for the Master Quest Cape, mm-hmm. which was previously a, a best-in-slot preset item because of all the teleports. Sure. Nice. Until January of last year when that got changed. Speaking of Master Quest Cape, I don't know if you guys affects you at all, but I've lost mine uh, because the requirement went way up after this quest. Oh, what, what, did oh they, yeah. what was added to it? Uh, find all the, the owls. owls. Which okay. requires yep. 120 necromancy for the last one to spawn in. Yep. And previously, Master Quest Cape was only 101 to find all of the um, um residents. So it is a Master Quest Cape. Now needs 120 necromancy. <laughs> yep, yep, I do not have that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Big requirement jump. And wow. also requires uh, Thalman, uh, but yeah, that got a grace period. Time gated, yeah. Yeah, it is time. Yeah, it's it's time gated, which we'll talk about soon. Yeah, sure. yeah. Let's get into the jewelry then, because I feel like uh, that's the other big thing about this um, about this quest that a lot of people yes uh, aren't seeing. So you get one moonstone for completing the quest. There was another one in Thalman's shop on yep. Wednesday, and we don't know how long that's going to be uh, rotated out for. But it was uh, only four thousand GP there, so I I snagged a second one. Uh, yep. when I was able the to. The community guessed the price wrong. <laughs> what were they the thinking it was, was going to be? Well, on the G, it was $10 million. Right. Um, so I think well, the yeah. assumption was like, that's how rare it is. I mean, it's going to well, be at least for the first, million. The first couple days, it was that rare. 
Yeah. Because before Thalmon, the only way you could get it was from uh, rituals or from ghostly implings. Right. And it seems quite rare from both of those. I mean, ghostly implings are already pretty rare. Yep. Uh, We're going to find out how rare rare it is this weekend because I'm going to be doing a bunch of necromancy for double XP. I will be too because I need that 120 necromancy (laughs) for Master Quest. Yeah. Uh, My my anecdotal experience, I did 6 million XP of powerful communion rituals and I did not get a single stone. I think I did 3 million XP and didn't get anything. I got three tomes, three or four tomes, no, no moonstones. So the way the way you're going to want want these is definitely from the shop whenever they come up then. Yeah, I yes. mean I think I think the shop price is based around no player ever needs more than 4 of these ever maybe in the future that changes based on if there's more updates to jewelry but like there's no charges it's not consumable. It's yeah, fair forever yeah. around. So like there's going to be the stock's always going to be increasing over time. Yeah, and it's uh, you need four of them for the jewelry, and then it's just uh, invention fodder. Yeah, yep. So before we get into the into the actual jewelry, um, we should talk about Thalman Shop that was added um, this week as well. Just uh, just a little bit south of the the smithy there, um, and um, you can see Thalman if you've completed uh, Killy Row today's stock um, as of as of recording. Or that, that's uh, Wednesday little, stock. Wednesday it's stock. only active for one day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. It's only one day a week. Yep. One day a week. That's when the that's when the moonstone was there. Also, powerful necroplasm. Fifty of them. A hundred unpure or impure essence. Not noted per stone. Yeah, not noted. Which is just <laughs> that was dumb. Annoying. That's just. It's going to be noted in the future. That's going to be a patch note. Okay. Yeah. I hope so. Be, and right? one in sold cloth. Mm-hmm. Other things you'll be able to buy from here. Um, include uh, insold bars, greater insold bars, greater insold cloth and thread, um, all the runes, the necroplasms, a few mementos, some powerful ghostly ink, though it looks like um, it, it's going to be uh, you know a profit to buy those when they're up because you're actually going to be able to make money off that. Um, Flaming skulls, ghostly impling jars, and extreme necromancy flasks. So you know it's not as you know powerful as the traveling merchant, but it's definitely something you want to pop by you know every Wednesday and you know see what they have. Yeah, it's good, especially for uh, for mid levels. Um, While you're working your way through, yeah, you can get you can get some higher tier materials pretty easily. It, they won't get you super far. It's pretty low low numbers that's available, but it's a nice little bonus. Yeah. Like Iron Man, like you might that if yes. you if even or, if, or if you don't have to, you might not need to go do like some some, some subjugation grind or something. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna yep. say is that you know, you could just, you know, stack some of that um greater cloth up over time and then and then that's the that's the story behind that one. So Yep, that too. Yep. But um Okay. So so that's that's interesting. So be sure to check there every Wednesday. Yeah, and especially if you need Master Quest Kate, because you have to talk to him seven yes. times. Oh, you do? Yep. You yes, just have do. to talk to him, or you have to buy something? You have to talk, talk to, to him. him. He tells you a little story. It, in the, the very initial dialogue, where, like, this week was a little like not as obvious, because he's introducing himself, but that was a story. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, good. So it's sort of similar to... Um... The uh, the Apogee Incubator. Yeah, that's just, you just what I was go thinking. And you get, a, get a little nugget of of story, mm-hmm. a little background on on Thalmond. And Except this is seven weeks go. and not twelve months. 
Yes. <laughs> that is a yes. that is a slight difference. So very, very slight. Yes. All right. So we got four new pieces of moonstone jewelry. We have a moonstone amulet, a moonstone bracelet, a moonstone necklace, and the moonstone ring, which can be enchanted with the dragonstone enchant uh spell. And the ring turns into a ring of imbuing, which gives you ten percent additional runes when rune crafting. Uh I see this being useful for soul runes and the necromancy yep. runes because you produce yep. those in such high high numbers. Very Maybe. useful for irons as well. Yeah. And and Ring of course, wasn't used previously, was it? No. For runecrafting? No, I don't think so. And of course the yeah, elemental right. runes too. Yep. If you're if you're crafting yep. those. All of it. So yep. so that so that's a fun one. Uh, bracelet gives you unlimited teleports to the Hanging Gardens, uh, Haunt on the Hill, and the Reflection Pool. The, the last one, of course, is where um, uh, Felipe is. Clues. Yep. This, this is for yeah. clues. <laughs> clues and uh, for farming. The mushroom, yeah. yes. The mushroom patch, yep. I'm a bad farmer. I haven't planted anything there yet. <gasps> That's fine. We forgive you. You got you to get your shrooms. You need your shrooms, Shane. When did shrooms become important? Was it just POF? Yeah, I think so. Uh, the the seventies, I would argue. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. And then we have the the alteration necklace, which increases the power of alteration glyphs by twenty percent multiplicatively during necromancy rituals. This is the star of the show for me. This was yeah, gonna be <laughs> You think, you think it's going to so? be nerfed? I, I, I think the only way it won't get nerfed is if people don't draw attention to it. I think that is Oops. very powerful. It's so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it is pretty nice. Um, I, I should emphasize, like you you um, you mentioned in the notes that it's it increases multiplicatively. Uh, it it adds to the attract or it adds to the effect additively. And then that effect is multiplicative to whatever you're doing. So if you're doing uh, alteration glyphs, your attraction can go from 700 to 820. It just adds 20 to each glyph. Which is amazing when you think about that. Also amazing for multiply three. Yep. And multiplies the resources right here, I think. And that, and that's actually part of why I don't think this is going to be nerfed because they've hinted that there's going to be a ritual for generating some ectoplasm. way to generate more ectoplasm. You think this is part of the solution? I think this is part of the solution. Yeah, I, yeah, I think a direct sense. ectoplasm ritual is possible. I don't think it's for sure, but they might add maybe like an alteration cliff. It's like is there really even that much of a shortage of ectoplasm? Like I've never had that Apparently, that as a problem. I haven't either, but I also haven't been PVMing very much lately. I have definitely heard people complaining about it, and and Jagex has mentioned it on live streams. They complain they're using necromancy too much. They complain they're using necromancy too little. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what what do they say? You can please some of the people some of the time and all of the Reddit none of the time? Any of the Reddit (laughs) none of the time? I like that saying. I like that saying. Yeah. And and you know, Tannis, you thought that this one was uh, was not the highlight, whereas I think the rest of us think this one is the highlight. That's the one I made. Yeah, yeah that's the one, one I made uh, first. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm, to me, I, look, part of that is just because 
a, a combat skill should be combat. So when I yeah. was looking at the jewelry, I was like, oh, well, there's something that boosts the conjure. So, so that's kind of cool. But, I mean, I guess whether I like it or not, I mean, the way that you train necromancy is through rituals. Yeah. And, and yeah. So, uh, yeah, I slept, I slept on the alteration um, ring, but... Uh, it's okay. Bad. It's okay. Well, and, and, this is, <laughs> and this is definitely not going to unseat rituals as the XP for yeah. necromancy. No. Like, this no. just makes that worse. Yeah. Or better, exactly. depending on how you look at it. <laughs> also, yeah. fun note, you use an unsold bar as the metal uh, for this, too. Hey, so, yep. so that's yes. neat. Just a basic unsold bar. Yeah. Uh, which but, you can buy from Thalmond, but not this week. Yeah. We also have the Conjurer's uh, Raising Amulet, which increases basic attack damage. Of spirits by five percent, and it gives a forty-four uh, necromancy damage boost, which is just a hair less than the amulet of souls. So yeah, it's the same tier as the uh, the upgraded uh, Ziliana amulets. So, in my view, then this kind of lands at a place where you don't have an EOF, you don't want to use Hydrix charges, you do want to rely mm-hmm. on your conjures. This is the one you use. This might be perfectly fine to AFK Abyssal Savages. Exactly. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, I was yeah. I was clicking around PVME and it seems like the consensus there is it's good for mid-level players and iron players and for places where you don't want to use EOF or Amulet of Souls. Right. Otherwise the, or or Salve Amulet. Right. Or it's amulet. Great for something that just requires a crafting level and you did a quest a small quest yeah and and that's what i was going to say about this is that if you're pvming with necromancy you're using an eof or if you're fighting undead you're using the salve yep mm-hmm. so there's that yeah um, established. and and that's the and you know i think that's the that's the story behind the the jewelry here is that they're make once they don't degrade and you get them just from you get the first one from just doing this quest it, and then you get to basically pick which one you want. You can, of course, buy on yep. the GE, or you can wait for the shop to come back and to to get the other ones. But um, it, it's a good reward space, and you know, I mm-hmm. I like this for for where it lands. And you know, we said mid level, but in all honesty, this works for me too. Yeah, yeah. There's there's room for it. Yeah. So. Uh, and and there's room there's room for this reward space to be expanded in the future, and and that's, like kind, that's of, kind of hinted in some dialogue yeah, that there the, will be more ver, more variants of Moonstone with the mm-hmm. former master crafter who you have to talk to to learn how to form yes. these gems. Yep. And you know what was funny about this is that it's just like the crafting guild. You have to wear a brown apron yes. to go talk to him. Yeah, that was. And funny. if you have. If you have a cosmetic override and you put the brown apron on, he he doesn't count it. He wants to see that brown apron. Yep. <laughs> yep. He's an old timer. Yeah. yeah. That was good interaction. Yeah. It it was cute. I think it's probably the. I think having to take off the cosmetic override is probably just a shade over the line into annoying, but it's a one time thing. So whatever no i think they were definitely i think they were definitely you know kicking things old school on that and you're just making fun of people for because you know who doesn't have a cosmetic override on right exactly exactly i didn't 
Oh, oh. you didn't? <laughs> wow. I've, I've okay. actually had cosmetic overrides off since Necromancy launched. I like looking at the armor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair. I wanted to see myself That's upgrade, fair. and I just kind of left them off. But, nice. You know. Which one do you use? Do you use the tank or the power? The power. Yeah. And and, I'm, and, to- and I'm see, totally see, lying right now. I totally use the override to put the Vorkath versions of the weapons on. Right. <laughs> but that's the weapons. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. that's not you. That's not torso. Yeah. Yeah. I really um, like the blues and whatnot on the tier 90 uh, tank armor. Yeah. That's why I asked. Yeah. Mm. So. I don't think I've ever used a tank armor. Which... No, I, have, I haven't even made it yet. But I, I don't know how it looks. I'm that, getting there. Uh, I'm getting that, there. That trim complex, Shane. Come on. No, we're not <laughs> trimming. We're not trimming. We're not trimming. Ever? I will go for it when I have like less than 30 tasks left. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to, you know, go for it with the two pages in a bit that are left right now. But, um, okay. So, Tannis, Conjurers, Amulet, still your favorite? Well, yeah, it is for me. Okay. And, and everybody else is, is the alteration necklace then? No. And, and it might be better over time because um, if they released more gear that. Um, yeah, because I forget what he was talking conjures. about. It was like, like the Blood like, Moon, like, the Blood yeah, Moonstone, yeah. But, the Cloudy um, but like, Moonstone, Ice Moonstone. Yeah. With Vorkath, we got uh, an incantation to buff skeletons. So if they keep releasing stuff that buffs conjures, like maybe that amulet like gets better with the you mm-hmm. you really want that extra conjure damage maybe that's giving you more healing maybe that's giving you or proxy something so like some maybe something to watch yeah that's good that's a good point very good point um okay so that's uh that's the moonstone jewelry former master crafter overall i feel like housing a parliament was a was a good fun uh quest discussion here so uh, before we get on to some of the other necromancy changes this week, I'm going to do our Patreon spot because time got away from me. So this week I'd like to thank Alvaro L., Amos Reed, Andrew C., Arvidzel, Chubura, Daniel W., Dominic R., Drama Free, Duramax, Free Milk, Gila Fleur, Jacob G., Jade Gizmo, Jason S., Jeebus, Jesse W., Keski, Lemon Lodge, Ling01, Luminos, Nate the Great, Pernasius, Renhawk, Ricky A., Rippeth, Runestar, Samuel FL, Scott DS, Shirtpants, The Naked Captain, The Dabbing Goat, Tim, Tom V., Ukulele Steve, and Zant. Thank you, everybody, for your support. It truly means the world to us. And if you want to join all of these people, head on over to patreon.com slash rsbnb and you can support the podcast for as little as a dollar a month. And when doing that, you get access to an entire catalog of bonus episodes of RSBNB Update that we call our monthly bits. They're monthly one-shot episodes that focus on one specific topic or another. And with that, what we do is we ask the community what they'd like us to talk about. Then we dive deep into it. Uh, this past month's one was on farming, which, like, you know, shocker, um, we had not done a monthly bit on farming before, so you guys jumped at the chats when that was put up on the poll. I'm not sure what next months are gonna are gonna uh, entail. I, I have an idea on that, but uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll float that at the round table next week or something uh, to that effect. But the poll will definitely be up by then. But if you guys want access to uh, all those bonus shows, discussion on farming, our world famous tier list, so much more, uh, just head on over to Patreon.com slash rsbnb we also do have the vip tier where for three dollars a month you get a rank on discord chat channel access 
as well as high-quality stereo versions of the show and a shout-out on the podcast at the start of the month. And if you want to give the ultimate gift, we do have a tier where uh, you get access uh, to the clips that we use to make the clip show and a Christmas card at the end of the year uh, for our ultimate thanks. And, of course, we have the wonderful uh, experienced tier Patreon members for whom Ripeth uh, had a live Q and A this week. Right now, that that tier is sold out, but uh, definitely uh, watch watch that space as we look to do our next quarterly thing for the experienced tier people. But patreon.com slash rsbnb. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks. All right. Also, this week, in addition to the quest and the new moonstone jewelry, we have some changes to the way protection glyphs work. Which was overdue, because they were practically useless, weren't they? More than practically. (laughs) They were were harmful to use. Yeah, they were. Because, you know, the way it worked is that, you know, soul attraction, higher that is, meant you got more random events, which which means, of course, you get more XP. And the sense is, is that these were left over from before Necromancy's launch, when if you didn't deal with the random events, you would actively uh, be harmed by them, which, I mean, mm-hmm. you can see why they, you can see why, why they removed that and, you know, didn't that uh, wouldn't do have that. Been liked. Yeah, it wouldn't have been yes. fun, I don't think, based on how some of these, some of these uh, random events there were. So mm, Definitely. There might have been like a, a point where like you try to get your soul attraction to zero to like make it ultimately yeah. AFK. Whereas, I, I mean, I have, in that effect, maybe these new effects like help you like make get more AFK. So like it's kind of in the same spirit. Maybe, but I don't know if I've ever actually heard of anybody doing that for for necromancy training. No, not yeah. with the current system because there's no downside to having soul attraction. Yeah, you you well, AFK. Yeah, I mean, if if events. you're looking for if you're looking for AFK necromancy training, you're going to be going to abyssal savages or abyssal demons or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're not doing rituals. That too, yeah. So what they but, did, but, yeah. Uh, go ahead, everything. I was going to say, but but maybe what they implemented here would make some like semi AFK option more appealing. Yeah, maybe. Possibly. fair enough. Um. Okay. Protection one. Increases duration of ritual disturbances by 20% and soul attraction by 20%. Protection 2 brings that up to 40 and 40, and Protection 3 brings that up to 60 and 60. So they last longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you still do get some soul attraction there, though not as much yeah. as you do with the um, attraction glyphs. Yeah. It's the same amount as uh, multiply, I think. Yeah, that, that, that sounds about right. I am curious if anyone here does feel like disturbances would be more are, are more doable with like 20 40 60 percent you know i got used to doing them as they are i do not see myself using these i don't either but i will say i hate the defile that one i always feel like i have a chance of like like if i if i don't do the right thing on the one i feel like purple, the confusing yeah, thing it could be gone the confusing thing about the defile is that you might not necessarily know when to to click, and if you click too much, right, it's not good either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or if you if it. you click at the wrong time in the animation. So I think it it's good for those. I still probably wouldn't use them, mm-hmm. but that's more for maybe other in the reasons. future we get other rituals, other disturbances, and yeah, maybe. Changes. 
Maybe that's possible. Maybe maybe that's that's actually something to to keep in mind because they did say that you know expansion wise down the road there was options to you know have other soul vessels and therefore other ritual sites with it. Yeah. And recently they they were putting uh, posts on Reddit about like what do you want to see have a skilling necromancy update. So Ooh, what if there was a set of necromancy things that were like skill related, kind of like the lunar stuff was for magic. Like, uh, oh, lunar spell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a set like of incantations that are yeah, skilling. Yeah, skilling incantations. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, the way to build off of skilling and necromancy is you start at rituals and see where you go from there. Because that's, like, the, the, the jumping off point. Right. And, and so things come off that. And and we said and you said this at Tannis in the in the in the discussion about the jewelry is that it's just so weird that you have a skilling or sorry, a combat <laughs> skill that is trained with a skilling method as the method. Yeah, that's that's always that's just always fell off to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day it can become a true skilling method for you. Maybe. It can be a hybrid skill like what magic sort of is. <laughs> What was it, what was the meta for magic train forever? Is the teleport spells? Yeah, teleport teleport Camelot. Yeah. It's still the meta <laughs> in old days. school here today. <laughs> it's still the meta in old school. See, it's classically point. RuneScape. You train your combat spells with cost skilling. You you teleport to Camelot, and in between that teleport, you cast a high alchemy. That's a lot. That's <laughs> a lot to do. Maximum sweat. Oh man. That's yeah, some that's some Mountain Dew at 11 p.m. My parents aren't here, <laughs> sort of activity. Which we were talking in pre-show. This is one of the benefits the experienced here. Uh, Patreon people get to just piggyback on that. Um, we got a Q and A with us, and Avernick, you said that you did have some of those moments back in the day. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the only way I was getting nine nine thieving in high school. It's like, oh, I got the weekend. No one's home. We're gonna go for it. Caffeine. Mainline caffeine. Yeah. Great choices. <laughs> um, but also uh, this week they did um they did rebalance several of the low level uh critters that were harder to kill than intended uh with the necromancy balance pass. So for example, Turoths have been changed to melee monsters and now have forty two hundred HP instead of ninety eight fifty, and their max hit has been dropped to nine sixty um from eleven forty. And they also have the XP on cutting onyxes, so that it's now consistent with what Moonstone is. So if you really wanted to, you know, yeah. train some of that crafting, this double XP, buy those onyxes. Though that's like just throwing money away, I think. <laughs> but yeah, sure. well, they also updated. The, they also updated the boat tours in um. Uh, to make it so that uh, Raziel Citadel uh, won't be clipped out of sight. And they changed some of the coordinates uh, during the tour to avoid clipping and unnecessary travel. And uh, you can you can redo the tours, of course. But that's pretty much it uh, for the patch notes this week uh, that was here. And it, it was interesting to see that the quest was actually included as part of the patch notes, as was uh, the Thalman stuff and the jewelry. I guess we should also mention the new Miso pet appearance for those who have done a thousand Raziel kills that turn, turns it into looking like a ghost. So there's that too. But You're a lot of your blue little ghost kitty. Yep. Do you really think you can save them? Oh boy. I'm going to get there <laughs> one day. I st- I'm still, by the way, um, a month and a half into the year and dry at Raziel. 
Wow. I've been oh, going no. I've been going a few times a week and I'm north of seven hundred and fifty kills at this point. Damn. Wow. But all right. Uh let's get into the other uh, thing where the landmine defusal kit is needed. Oh no. Oh boy. Uh Jagrix has been sold from Carlisle to CBC Capital Partners and Haveli Investments. The news came out uh on February ninth. And the rumored sum of money is about 900 million Great British Pounds, which we were absolutely scratching our heads over that valuation. Um, yeah, it makes no sense to me. It's in our, so in much our chat. higher than what Carlisle got it for. Well, I mean, I guess that that's kind of Carlisle's hope, right? Is that's they the, want the, the plan, right? Yeah, yeah. That that's their goal is you buy it and then you sell it higher down the road. But I mean, I. I don't know much about how this stuff works. I do have a business background, but I, but more in the marketing side, less in the finance. I can't figure where this number is coming from. Now, granted, like we don't have the most up-to-date financials for Jagex. The most recent we have is their uh, fiscal 21 mm-hmm. filings. So they're oh god, two 22 hasn't date. been posted yet. No, they're actually – when you look them up on, on uh, the company's house website, there's actually a big red notice saying you're overdue for the 22 <laughs> filings. Uh, so that's not great. Um, but based on the 21 filings, like this is like a 7x multiple over their 21 revenue. It's a 16.5 over their earnings before interest. Yeah, because so, those uh, normally came out in like September. Those. Uh, they're, spo- they're supposed to be filed by December of the 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 year before, yeah, or the year after. So they were supposed to file their their 2022s uh, no later than a month and a half ago, and they didn't for whatever reason. Yeah, fascinating, fascinating. Maybe it has something to do with that. They they they're doing publishing now. Maybe there's stuff we don't know in the pipeline. I don't know. It could be. Uh, they did also. In 2021, or not in 2021, in uh, 2022, I think, or 23, they did acquire a couple of companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's possible that there's it, it's more possible stuff going that on could, That could have side. added some value there. And, like, it's impossible, like you said, to know until we see some numbers on that. So if we don't even have 22 yet and we don't have 23 yet, well, then that tells a story kind of of where we're yeah. at right now and, you know, where things land on this. Yes. Um so uh, CEO Phil Mansell, otherwise known as Mod Pips, had two statements, one to players and one to the business community on this. First, the business one, he said that Jagex has transformed significantly in the recent years, thanks to the hard work of our entire team, as well as the insight and expertise we have leveraged through our partnership at Carlisle. We are delighted to bring CVC and Haveli in as our new strategic partners for the next stage of Jagex's journey. Then... We get to the one that was put out to the RuneScape communities. Um, he says, I re- reassure you of our commitment to our games and you, our communities. We will not compromise the integrity of our games, and there are no intentions of changing our games' business models. Players will remain at the heart of what we do, and we will continue to live the values that make these worlds iconic and unique. If anything, that drives us to want to do better for our players, to do more to grow the communities and strengthen the universe of RuneScape further. There are some fantastic adventures ahead, and the community is going to be a huge part of that journey. 
So this is the interesting part about this here, where there are no intentions of changing our game's business models. I mean, I, I so I, I want to believe that this is true, but I think it's worth pointing out that at this point, th- this tells us nothing. Because, yeah. like, this exactly. sale, this isn't even final. Like, this is still pending regulatory approval. And even without that, these kind these... Uh, corporate processes can take months to finalize. So we're still a long ways out from CVC or Haveli having direct input over operations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just think it's interesting specifically about the game's business model because the last time we saw um what was what was mentioned there is that you know obviously there were more people playing old school but the uh, the bulk of the money just a little bit north of 50% came from the RS3 side due to the monetization of that and that yeah. will, that number the OS RS3 uh boundary in the 22 and 23 financials will be the interesting thing to look at to see is the yes. game pulling more in subscriptions or is the game pulling more in the monetization from all of the various things that they have done with RS3 over the last two years. Yeah, I agree. Because I remember looking over the 21 statements and there was there was something in there, I think, in Ian, uh, Ian Mod Pips's statement in, in that document about how OSRS's revenue actually fell in in fiscal 21. So we'll be interesting to see how that has evolved over the last couple of years. Yeah, and and I, th- I think the thing I want to you know send home on this one to to the to the community, our listeners, and anybody who might you know be coming across this is that just because the company changes ownership doesn't mean the sky is going to fall. doesn't mean RuneScape is going to appear, disappear. doesn't mean old school is going to disappear. doesn't mean Jagex is going to disappear. Like you said, Zerdones, these things take a while to, you know, iron their way, iron their way out that by the time, you know, CBC and Haveli, you know, start having input on this, it'll be, you know, a while down the track. And the, the hope I think for everybody is, and, you know, based on the, the numerous acquisitions and moving around we've seen, is that hopefully, you know, it'll be, you know, can just continue to be business as usual from our perspective, at least. Yeah, I mean, they're they're acquiring a, an established team, an established product. They're they're not acquiring it to get rid of to trash it, right? Like they're acquiring it to make have money it and grow it. it. Yeah. Well, so. I I will say from a devil's advocate standpoint, there are a lot of horror stories of private equity firms mm-hmm. buying up companies, and, and that's actually something. And that's exactly something that we need to be aware of with this is that the thing that myself and others that I was talking to um, when Carlisle picked them up is that what was happening with that is that that was a, you know, a golden opportunity, if you would, because if the company really you know, took off getting acquired by somebody like Carlisle, that's the step before doing an IPO and going public. Now, obviously, that didn't happen. So... What history tells us from looking at the other companies, one of two things typically happen with that is the companies continue to get passed around between various, you know, VC firms, as we saw here. Or like you said, Avernick, that, you know, in some cases like this, companies get bought to, you know, get 
picked apart and sell off one thing or another. Which, like and I said, I, 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 think, I don't think that's going to happen here. Well, first but, they get loaded no. up with debt so they can run out the back door with all the money. Well, that too. I, I don't think Jagex is at that point. Um, based on what we know, Jagex is still solidly profitable. Okay. And I think a different line in the statement from, from Mod Pips, uh, strength in the universe of RuneScape also kind of points to some of the initiatives they've put towards lately to grow more of the IP of RuneScape versus yep. like the specific games. Like they're putting out the first of three books in May and they've, the, I'm getting my board game soon, like a, in like a week that's finally coming yep. out and the cookbook. And, and I feel like their open take, world survival game. Yep. And the past year or two, it seems like they take the or maybe even more. We don't even know. Like they're taking more interest in building it out as a intellectual property versus just the games, which is, I think they're behind the ball compared to a lot of their um, uh, analogous oh, yeah. games in that like, right. like World of Warcraft and far yeah. beyond way past that. Or, or yeah. even like well, League of Legends. And you know, let's be honest. I feel like Jagex as a company is the RuneScape company and they can publish mm-hmm. other games and yes. that's all fine and well. But I think when it comes to IP that Jagex is going to own, it's going to be the RuneScape IP because they tried other well, things and they didn't really take off. Yeah, it's, it's, they've never managed to diversify beyond the RuneScape IP, not for lack of trying. And and we live in an, uh, an age where IP means a hell of a mm-hmm. lot. So yep. that it just trying takes, to get, it just takes that. getting noticed by, that the, value. by the right person by the right person at Disney and you have a reality <laughs> show set in Fort 4 and 3. The right Hollywood ex- uh, executive. Wouldn't that be something? Like a, like a, like like a, like a reality a, like a show, show set even. in Fort 4 and 3 in the, in the vein of the Kardashians? Oh, God. That's a uh, very different way of thinking. I was thinking like something like an arcane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like arcane on Netflix. Something like that. Like, like a Keep, very Keeping up well with the Carnelians. Made. <laughs> there we go. Oh no! Oh <laughs> goodness! Oh, that's too funny. Anyways, joking aside, uh, through line of this, if you're a RuneScape player, don't worry. The game's not going anywhere. And you know, should something change, we'll be the first ones to let you know. Probably based on what we see. Yep. Alrighty, um, let's uh, let's start closing this one out then. Uh, Zerdones, you want to start us off with our achievables? Yeah, so having an excellent Valentine's Day on February 14th, Waffens got 99 prayer. Uh, and then on February 13th, Hephaisto 5 got 99 necromancy. Uh, Jamandi 52 got 120 defense on February 13th. And Keski got 120 necromancy on February 13th as well. Nicely done. Then after that, Zerdones, you're here. You got 120 necromancy on February 12th. I did. I did. Jamandy52 is also in there on the 11th with 120 necromancy. And Nayard got 99 necromancy on the 10th. Cool. And then we have Xenon Ray with 120 Necromancy on the 10th, and Mage Quest with 99 Mining on the 9th. Must be all these 120 Necromancies for the uh, for the Master Quest requirement, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. 
in any case, congratulations, everybody. And yeah, uh, we will, Tannis and I will definitely have somebody on next week to help us with the double XP storm that's to come. Yeah, that's calm before the storm. Definitely. All right. If you do want to appear on the podcast, head on over to update.show slash help. And if you have any idea of what you might like to talk about, tell us what kind of player you are. If you have a specific idea for a piece of content that you'd like to appear on, or maybe you just might think you'd make the show interesting, um, fill out the form at update.show slash help. We we look forward to hearing from you, and we, we tend to get through these responses on the help wanted form uh, pretty quickly. So update.show slash help. All right, Zerdones, what are we learning today? Yeah, so I've got I've got a pick of the week that sort of overlaps with tech news. Um, RPG Maker XP is free on Steam until February nineteenth. So this is this is a time limited offer. Uh, this will be going live on the seventeenth. You have, uh, or sorry, on the sixteenth. Uh, you have this weekend from when I'm speaking to to pick it up, and then it will no longer be free. So RPG Maker is a uh, it's a game engine for making or a game creation utility for making uh top-down RPGs in like the NES and the uh the Super Nintendo style. So think like uh, Earthbound, Final the early Final Fantasies, Dragon Quest, that kind of thing. Uh, It also, another thing that is available for it, uh, despite Nintendo's best efforts, is the Pokemon Essentials Fan Pack, which is a toolkit and asset pack for making Pokemon fan games. So if you're a Pokemon fan, uh, RPG Maker XP is your opportunity to make your own version of the game. So I, I wanted this to be my pick because... I, I was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and I I gave Game Maker as my pick of the week because that also became free. Yeah, uh, and RPG Maker is a similar kind of tool to Game Maker, but it's a little bit earlier in the the degree of knowledge that you need to have in order to work with it. Right. Okay. What What's good about RPG Maker is it's it has a lot of graphical utilities to it. You do a lot of sort of drag and dropping of assets and there's a lot of especially for uh, for xp which was originally released in 2005 there's a lot of plugins that you can use so you can get a good way into making a game without know too much code but you do have access to the code if you want to uh so for example like uh friend of the show sirion uh rpg maker is what got him into game dev he started out making games in rpg maker just dragging and dropping, and then he learned how to edit the code, and now he is making games. So it, it's a great on-ramp into, if you're interested in making games, this is a great way to get your foot in the door. Yeah, I love it when these sorts of things crop up, because I think anything you know, that, that opens the door for people who, you know, want to make games, even, you know, people in general who, yep. who want to learn how to code and and program and, you know, take it one step up and go that, you know, computer science route, so to speak, on that. Anything that does that, I think, is a is a good thing. And, of course, there's caveats along the way. Like, you don't want to oh, necessarily, sure. you know, pick up bad habits or whatnot, but that's something you can self-correct later down the road. But this, this along with Game Maker, 
uh, have been too that have always been on my radar as well and that, that have always come up in, in, in my circles surrounding this too. So I can I can 100% yep. endorse this as well as, as being a good pick of the week. And, you know, fun the, fact, uh... everybody can run it because it's got, uh, for its recommended system requirements, a PC with a 1.5 gigahertz Intel Pentium 4 processor, <laughs> 256 yes. megs well... of RAM, 500 megs of disk space, and 1024 by 768 screen size. Yeah, this uh, this version of RPG Maker originally released in 2005. Uh, so this is quite an old version, uh, which is is good in some ways because it means it's very stable and there's a lot of community support. Um, another thing that I should note about this is there are quite a lot of versions of RPG Maker, and I confess I don't know all the differences between them. But if you do want one that's a little bit more recent, um, they're all on sale on Steam up to 90% off. Right. Obviously, the more recent ones are more expensive, uh, but they're still like I think even the most recent one is still like fifty percent off. And I'm betting this RPG Maker XP version does run on Windows uh, 11. I I assume I, have I, I would think so. Yeah, I would think a, so. That's the wonderful thing about Windows. You're really not. You're really not. 100% I, I do know. Host unless you're trying to run 16 bit. The, uh, the the part of the reason I brought up Pokemon Essentials is because I know a couple of people who are making uh, Pokemon fan games, and they're doing that like re- now, right now. So it's working on their machine, right their now. computers, right now. So like, like as we're right now, as we're, as we're talking. Well, I don't know as we're <laughs> recording because it would be quite late for them, but they are doing it on their computers in twenty the year of our Lord twenty twenty four. So, all right, fair enough. Averdick, you ever dabble in any of this kind of stuff? I haven't. Um, And possibly sometimes I'm like, what would my life be like if I had? But yeah. um, Yeah. No, I haven't. And and this is, I mean, this is always be a a cool thing to pick up as a, as a hobby. So yeah. And, and you know, it's just one step along the way, you know, to making RuneScape. Of course, this is not going to, you know, we could all do it, get you a job (laughs) somewhere. (laughs) right away but well you could well with rpg maker you could make a runescape d make those are d makes are all the rage these days what does that stand for uh it doesn't stand for anything it's uh where you you recreate a game in a lower quote-unquote lower fidelity graphical style oh okay so an, an example that springs to mind is uh, mass effect the uh, the Bioware pre- developed uh, AAA 3D cover shooter. Uh, someone made into a uh, they they made a demake of it into a Final Fantasy style turn based top down oh. RPG. <laughs> wow! And they, it it they it changes the gameplay style, but it's it's the it's the same game. It's the same story, the same plot. It's just a different kind of gameplay mode. Nice. Nice. All righty. Uh, what have we been doing on RS? Let's start with you, Tannis. Uh, prepping for double XP. So been buying some uh, fletching supplies here and there and making fletching supplies here and there. Um, and doing the same thing. With you can have enough for 120? Uh, probably not. I mean, it's not like I'm going to 
do math to figure out how Aww. much that's gonna be. No, nah, I'm just gonna get a big pile of shit and then do it until it comes, and hopefully I'll get close. See big numbers. All right, sounds what good. We're going for. Yeah. I guess we'll touch in with that next week and at the round table, see where things <laughs> land on that. Uh, Zerdones? Uh, well, I got 120 necromancy, obviously. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I took the time after doing the, I, I saved it. I could have gotten it, uh, this week or last weekend, uh, but I wanted to hold off until the quest because I knew, uh, there were some changes coming to, or I, I figured there would be some changes there that I would want to wait for. And I was right. So I, uh, I did some necromancy after the quest to see if I could get this, another moonstone, but no such luck. But other than that, like I said last week, I've mostly been playing other games. Uh, recently, I've been playing Just Cause 2, which is a lot of fun if you just like causing random mayhem. Classic. Yeah, it's a good yep. simulator for that sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's uh, one of the great kind of screw around random chaos simulators. It's like games. Sandbox, but with a little bit of story to it, kind of. Mm-hmm. Loose story. A, a very, very token amount of story. It, it's mostly... I, I seem to remember when it first came out, it was quite remarkable because it had an absolutely enormous map. <laughs> giant sandbox map that's like 40 kilometers long on each side. And it takes forever to traverse, which is kind of annoying, but is also like kind of cool. Yeah, and, and you know, when you think about it, they don't really make games like that anymore, do they? Well, there's a lot of reasons for that. Like the the graphics, the graphical fidelity is such now that it's just too yeah. resource intensive. Fair. You you can't make games that big anymore. The hardware won't allow it at the hyper realistic graphics that people expect in AAA games now. Mm-hmm. Sounds good, uh, Avernick. Uh, until this week. I would have said I've not been playing the game much, so I'm playing Baldur's Gate. Uh, but because I no longer I got my Master Quest cape ripped from me, um, that is now what I've been doing and what I will continue to be doing. I I went into the quest at uh, 105 necromancy, so I have a, a bit of a way to go. You can do that on total XP. I hope I find the time. Yeah. Double XP. Don't forget your your weekly penguins. Two penguins a week. Two rounds of penguins a week. Oh. And, and yep. And and or you could you could roll invasion. You could pull one of those Mountain Dew weekends again. <laughs> just like just like <laughs> the old days. Yeah. Like like it's two thousand nine. I did have plans this coming weekend, and they got canceled literally today. So I mean, my schedule is not sign. not free. <laughs> You could do some. You could do a little bit of it, but maybe not an all-nighter, right? Depends uh, on how much Adderall you got. Who would care, really, yeah. uh, the people I live with? Uh, yeah. There you go. You're an adult. You can make decisions like I this. You make adult decisions. <laughs> yeah. Perfectly right, reasonable adult decisions. I And, and Jagex would you, want you to. You, you guys are making them very tempting. <laughs> I want you to join me for. on that ritual platform with one twenty with a one twenty necromancy cape. Just stand weeks. right on top of each other and never see each other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, as for me, 
Um, I I sampled the sampled the rings and such as I as well mentioned have been doing you know weekly trips to Raziel and we're still mm. too short on the collection log. I, I promised I'd never complain about something like that. So mm-hmm. don't take this as complaining. Don't take this as complaining. Um, but th- there's that, and you know I'm going to get 120 necromancy here on on double XP. I'm 119 right now, so it's not too far away to push. And aside from that, I'm going to literally make a wheel with a bunch of skills on it, except Dungeoneering and Slayer for the skill pier, and roll a dice, and that'll be what I train on the skill pier. Fun. Except Dungeoneering. (laughs) I hear you. Yeah, I'm waiting for the hole for that, and, and, you know, dummies and whatnot. But, um, you know, fun fact, I'll also just do a bit of an old school update as well uh closing in on 75 farming there and we got the ability on old school this week to plant seeds without using a seed dibber and it's not with a tool belt it's with barbarian farming that's a thing yep oh so it's an unlock yeah it's an unlock that's how they that's how they that's how they managed to uh to, now they to sell it to pull that in because the, the the community is very averse to the tool belt. Would you believe it or not? But they put I mean, all of the required really tools good. next to where you need them for every update ever. Now, <laughs> right? So I mean, yeah, it's a question of you know is it is it too much that sort of thing. So I don't know. It's always just fun watching you know the two communities in parallel on that sort of thing. So, um, but uh, nonetheless. You can hear more about barbarian farming and uh, some changes to the the woodcutting over there on the uh, old school show if that's if that's your beat or you just want to hear what that uh, what that version of the game is up to. Uh, those ones uh, drop on Sundays. Update dot show slash os. But does anybody have anything else here uh, before we before we depart and uh, say our farewells? No, sir. No, no. I don't think so. No, sounds good. Well, with that being said, we'll be back next week for another episode of RSP and the Update. In the meantime, if you want the podcast delivered automatically to you, the best way uh, to do that is to subscribe. We're on all the podcast listeners out there, Apple, Spotify, Google, Pocket Cast, and more, update.show slash subscribe. And, of course, we're also on YouTube at youtube.com slash RSBNB. That's where we post the video versions of the show. And, of course, if you're a fan, like and subscribe. It greatly helps the channel out or if you just found the episode interesting so see you next week everybody take care see you bye bye